Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of our DevOps for non-DevOps podcast. I'm Lina, the host and the HR of Develip. And here with me today, Arnon. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Oh, great. So we meet again for another episode and this time to talk about Git. Um, so tell me a little bit, Arnon. Okay, so... Let's start with a scenario. Imagine you're writing a text document. Let's say you're writing a book. And while you write this book, you're not really sure in what direction you want to take it. Maybe you're changing chapters here and there. You're not sure about the wording. You have a, a few different directions you want to go in or you, you're considering going in. And you want to keep track of all those things because just because you made a change right now, doesn't mean you want to keep it. Maybe you want to revert back to your previous state and try something else. So a traditional way of uh, doing this would be make a change and then save a copy, a new copy. You'd name the copy something different, like book slash new, book dash one, something. And this is easy to do, obviously. That's why we'd all do it that way. And it's uh, it, it doesn't take any knowledge uh, or any special knowledge to do that. Uh, but the downsides are, first of all, that this wastes a lot of memory on our computer, a lot of storage. Uh, because if we have a book, let's say 300, 500 pages or something, and we, we want to keep track of our different changes, uh, and we create a copy every time, we can end up with a bunch of different copies, tens of copies, maybe even hundreds, depending on how long we're working on it and how far back we want to keep track. Um, so that will waste a lot of storage on our computer for no good reason. Another issue is that when we start uh, racking up copies, we might have a hard time tracking which ones are the ones that we actually care about at this point in time. If we have 50 different files that are named book one to book 50, and we want to find the specific one uh, that we need, then that can be pretty difficult. I think you'd agree. Um, to solve this, we have source control management tools or source code management, and Git is the most popular of them. Okay, so give me an example for Git. So what Git does in this uh, specific scenario is you create a Git repository on your local computer. You add the files that you want to keep track of. In this case, it would be the book that you're writing. And Git keeps track of the file and only the deltas, the changes that are made in the file. Meaning, let's say you have a 1,000 page book at this point and then you want to change a couple of lines Git doesn't copy the whole file and save it again instead it just keeps track of the change or changes that we made um, meaning it saves a bunch of storage on our computer additionally Git creates sort of a map for us every time we make a change kind of like a, a railroad map we know where we started and we can see with Git where each change happened. So for example, in Word document, you can also track the changes that you make in the document. Yes. Um, in a Word document, you can, to a limited extent, track the changes. Git is kind of like that, but on steroids. In Word, for example, if you, if you make a change, um, you can write, you can, you're talking about like undo and redo, that sort of thing. Um, you can do those things. In Git, you can 
you can do that, but you can save it and reach it much later. Or you can even create uh, what's referred to as a branch and work on the file in two different ways simultaneously without changing the file permanently or changing it in a way that you can always go back to where you came from. It also has uh, the strength of collaboration because if you create your Git repository uh, somewhere remote like GitHub, then you can have multiple people working on the same files. Again, they can create what's called branches, uh, kind of like the way a railroad uh, will split in two and then once again meet or merge. You can create two different branches. You can work on the same file, make different changes, and then at the end, you can merge the files or the file versions together. And what does it mean, Git repository? Uh, a repository is, is kind of like a library or a bookshelf. We put uh, the files that we're tracking in the repository, and the Git keeps track of them for us, kind of like uh, books with different editions on a bookshelf. Our repository will have the file and the changes for example, let's imagine we have uh, Lord of the Rings Edition 1, Edition 2, Edition 3, Edition 4, and 5, all on the bookshelf. So obviously, in real life, what we do is we'd buy f the five editions, and we'd place them on the bookshelf, one next to the other, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'd know how to reach them. But uh, with Git, it's almost like we place Edition 1, and then we put a small piece of paper next to it saying, Edition 2, these are the changes from Edition 1. And mm -hmm. edition three, these are the changes. And then if we wanted to read edition two, we take the book, we take the small paper, and wherever there's a change, we just substitute it in our heads. It works kind of like that, in a way. Okay, so it sounds really something that helps to people that write in things. Yes. Um, so how it relates to the DevOps world. Um, so first of all, like you said, that's a good observation. Git does help anyone who writes anything. You don't need to be a DevOps professional or a programmer, software developer. You can use Git as long as you're working with text files. Um, Git is primarily used in the coding world, though. It is a bit of a more technical tool to use. That's probably a good reason for why it's used in the coding world. A lot of the tools that surround Git are uh, tools that are designed for source control management, which means managing configurations, managing codes. And that's where DevOps uh, use Git. You store all your configurations, your various scripts, your code, you store that in a remote Git repository. And you use that a lot, especially in uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment. There's something called GitOps, which is very important there, but that's probably for another podcast. Other DevOps can see your versions also, like you put it on the cloud or where, where I can see it. So generally, if you work with other people, you will place it on a remote server. This doesn't necessarily mean the cloud. It does mean it's not on your personal computer, but rather on a remote server, which people whom you want to share your work with will have access to. You'll place uh, your remote repository on on a server it can be either a server you own or a cloud-owned server or such as aws or azure or gcp and you place your your code in that repository and then anyone who is granted access to that repository can do you know whatever whatever they have permissions for so they can maybe read the code maybe they can also modify it and that's how you collaborate you know across the world uh, on 
on the same code. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have the, the Git. What is GitLab? GitLab and GitHub are exactly uh, such remote repositories, or actually they're more like registries uh, because a registry hosts repositories and a repo each repository is a specific uh, grouping of code. So I'd host maybe a service I'm creating in a repository in GitLab or GitHub. You don't need them. It has, it should be made clear here. You don't technically need GitLab or GitHub. You could do this with, with uh, your own self-hosted uh, service, but they provide a convenient service with many features, a lot of which are related to the actual tracking of the code. Some of which are related to other things, such as, again, GitHub has GitHub Actions. GitLab has GitLab CI, um, which are tools that help us with uh, continuous integration and continuous deployment again. Um, so they have a lot of extra features, uh, not so much related to Git itself, but related to software development, which make it convenient to use them. I'm not sure I understood the difference between GitLab and GitHub. GitLab and GitHub are different, are competitors, you could say, mm -hmm. that offer the same service. Git as a tool does not belong to either of them. It was created by uh, Linus Torvalds, I believe, uh, the creator of Linux, and it's an open source tool. It has nothing to do with either of them. Both of them are platforms that offer uh, services related to Git, uh, and their services are in a freemium-based model where you can have some features for free, and if you want other features, you have to pay them. And uh, those features revolve around Git, but GitLab and GitHub aren't related to one another in that they're not the same company, they're not owned by the same people. They are competitors that offer different takes on what you can do with Git. Mm, interesting, I didn't know it. So Arnon, you work now at the VELIP as a member of the education team. So how do you use Git in your work? So last time I was here, we discussed uh, or we mentioned uh, that, I, that I'm creating a Kubernetes course. Um, and during that course, uh, participants will be required to get some hands-on experience. And in order to do that, I created an application for them. Uh, a small Python application that they can deploy into Kubernetes. And I used Git to store my code for two reasons. One is that uh, I could track the changes, and I did indeed have some bugs, of course, that I had to fix. Mm -hmm. um, and Git makes it very easy to do that. And a second reason is that when I placed it in our remote GitLab repository, now everyone in the training department can access that application, which means that they can see what I did, and they can also try it out, they can share it with uh, their students if they need to, mm -hmm. uh, anything like that. And if someone make some changes in your code, so you can see it, you can go back, you can change the things. Yes, if someone made some changes, unless they straight up deleted the repository, if they made changes, I could generally see the changes, I could see who made them too. They would also probably comment hopefully they would comment explaining the changes they mm -hmm. made so it would be easy for me to know what happened and why as opposed to of course if it was just on some shared computer and someone just went and edited something saved it and left and i wouldn't even know what changed mm -hmm. if i want to 
to use the word git when I talk with DevOps engineers. How would I combine it in a sentence? I use git as my version control software. I use it to keep track of my configurations and code. I also use it as my single source of truth at, in my GitOps uh, setup. And I use it to collaborate with the other DevOps and uh, software engineers in my company in order to provide a better, more uh, robust product. So maybe you can give me an advice to how to use Git in my work in the yes. HR field. Yes, that's, that's not a bad idea. I think, as we mentioned earlier, Git is very useful or can be very useful, even if you're not in the software or code aspect of uh, technology. You can use it uh, to keep track of, for example, if you have any long running file, really, any file that you're using for a long time, you can use it to keep track of the changes. And uh, that can be very helpful if, if it's a file that's stored locally, for example, and, uh, and you're worried it might be deleted by accident or, or maybe your computer will crash or something. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to preserve that file, you can easily store it in a remote Git repository for free. Again, it doesn't have to cost anything. Um, and then you can also keep track of the changes and see what happened when. Um, so this can be very useful for anything, really. You can, you can store, you know, spreadsheets or text, basically any text file works. The problem with Git, I guess, uh, is that using it uh, with a CLI tool, uh, which is how you generally use it in software development, at least, is a bit daunting for someone who's not used to it and definitely, you know, for, for less technical people. Now, that being said, uh, it's not that difficult. You can get used to it. And I'm also sure that there are some uh, GUI-based tools out there that can help you make it more convenient. Graphical UI. Thank you, Arnon. You're it very welcome. It was a pleasure and very interesting. It was indeed. And as I told, I'm going to download the Git and start working with it. So If you needed any help, you can always speak to me. Yeah, thank you. See you in the next episode of DevOps for non-DevOps. Thank you, Arnon. Goodbye. Bye.